Welcome in everyone to Sports Decaf. It's your boy back after what a two week layoff. I think it was one week. One week and a half, some around that. It's your boy Thodic of Dull in the House. Yo, what's up everyone? It's your boy Thodic Fatul. Let's get it cracking. Football season's around the corner. We got all football talk today. We're gonna get into, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. Will they make the playoffs next season? We're gonna talk about Antonio Brown drama continuing. Then the NFL signs an entertainment deal with Rock Nation. We're going to talk about the future ratings in the NFL. But to start it off, our man's Dak Prescott declining $30 million a a year. Will the Dallas Cowboys get a deal worked out with the men? Unfortunately, they probably will. Um, I didn't know how to feel about him getting $30 million a year, but now they're saying that he might potentially get $40 million a year and that that's what he's wanting. If that happens... Every single NFL team, every single NFL fan base of other teams will will be cheering and clapping for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys front office. I mean, if Dak Prescott gets forty million a year, I think we subject ourselves to mediocrity for the next at least you know for however however long his contract is running. Because we, I think a lot of people forgot we have a linebacker duo that we have to pay, and Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, and then you know uh, other key components that on our defense that we still have to pay. And if we're going to be giving Dak Prescott that $40 million, $40 million a year, that just shows who we're prioritizing over other key guys. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Dak Prescott, $40 million a year. You got to win a, at least, you know, go, go to the NFC Championship game. Go to a Super Bowl if you want to get paid that type of money. But the way that Dak Prescott produces, I've always been a, a fan of him. I think that he's a good QB. I don't think that he's a particularly great one or, or an elite QB. I don't think he's necessarily bad as well, but... He's definitely not forty million dollars a nah, year. Nah, hell no. For for how much how, for how much we argue about Dak Prescott being good and whatnot, he's not forty million dollars yeah. a year. I mean, if he was to get paid around that twenty twenty ish, you know, million dollar range, I would I would be content with it. But him getting paid forty mil, that that's not working out for me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, his numbers don't even match that range he's looking for. I mean, I would see Dak worth around twenty two to twenty five million dollars just because of. You know, he can play a full season. He can, you know, get you to the playoffs and whatnot. But $30 million, for him to decline that, I mean, he's just going overboard. I mean, we've already got the highest paid left tackle in the league in Tyron Smith. Then we've got Tyron Crawford, who's getting paid a bag. We still got to pay Byron Jones. We've got to pay Amari Cooper. Ezekiel Elliott wants to be the highest paid running back in football, which I think we're possibly going to lose Ezekiel Elliott. But it gets to the point where I, if I feel like if they give Dak Prescott $40 million, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, get ready for Ezekiel Elliott's departure. I mean, he's gone. They're not going to be able to afford, you know, that trio in terms of, you know, the offensive side of things. Because, I mean, the Marcus Lawrence just got paid. It, it just doesn't make sense. I think he's getting too greedy. I mean, there's at least 10 quarterbacks I can name in the NFL better than Dak Prescott. I mean, you've got Andrew Luck who was the runner-up for MVP last season, who's getting $23 million a year. I understand, you know, he signed that contract years back before the salary cap and things like that, but you got to take a look at the bigger picture. Tom Brady took $23 million. I mean, he's a six-time Super Bowl champion. You got Matt Ryan, who's getting, what, about $30 million. You got Russell Wilson, who's getting 34 I mean, all these guys are elite quarterbacks, and all of them outside of Andrew Luck have been to the Super Bowl. I mean, for Dak Prescott to, you know, kind of go in and say, you know, I want 30 million. I mean, I want 40 million dollars. I mean, I I just I I don't I don't respect it as a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you're not helping the team out. 
you're just worried about yourself at this point and you're just trying to get your money and leave. I mean, I, 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 I'm just, I'm really disappointed. I mean, and the problem is what's really disappointing me right now is that the Cowboys might go ahead and give it to him. I mean, we're not giving them 30. We're at least giving them 35, 40, which is not the amount of money we should be giving them for, especially a quarterback of his caliber. Definitely not. Hell no. Yeah, that's, I um, mean, I, I, I definitely agree with you. And that's, that's the thing about it is Dak Prescott's not worth that money. No. And, I mean, there's a boatload of QBs in the NFL that, you know, could make an argument for 35 mil a year. Tom Brady should be getting paid that range, if we're, gonna, if we're being honest. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers should be getting, that, getting paid that range as well. Dak Prescott's not in that conversation. You know, Dak Prescott's a QB who's just in the middle of the pack. If you just rank all the QBs in the NFL, he's in the middle of the pack. He has a great win-loss ratio. You know, he leads us to the playoffs. He's a great leader on and off the field. And I'm, I'm, I'm truly a fan of Dak Prescott, but we gotta, we just got to kick things into reality. He's not worth 40 mil. Yeah, this is a joke. Like 30 mil a year, if he was to get $30 million a year, I would be a little upset, but I would be able to at least sleep at night with him getting paid $30 yeah. million a year. Getting paid $40 million a year, probably the, the, the highest paid you know quarterback contract in NFL history, that would not sit well with me. And like you said, it's it's sad that the Cowboys are actually probably about to do this. And with him doing that, Zeke is probably going to be gone. We're going to have to definitely let go of some other players because for this for this Dallas Cowboys team, we're so talented. We On paper, we look so talented, but we're not going to be able to keep everyone. And the results haven't shown. I mean, we what, 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 what have we honestly done in the last 10 years for us to be going over the salary cap, paying guys such as Byron Jones and then paying Dak Prescott $40 million a year and then paying our linebacker duo and then we just gave DeMarcus Lawrence his bag. And then now, you know, I mean, there's just so many components to this whole thing. I don't know if it's worth it if we if we pay Dak Prescott that $40 yeah. million a year. And, I mean, I mean, we got to start talking about Jerry Jones as an owner. I mean, on the biz- business side, he's a hell of an owner. You know, I mean, he knows what he's doing with the numbers. But in terms of, you know, running a franchise, taking charge, I don't think he knows what he's doing. I mean, he hasn't done anything since Jimmy Johnson, which is, you know, we got three Super Bowls out of, and that was, what, 20-plus years back? And then, you know, he, after firing Jimmy Johnson, we just haven't done anything as a football team. I don't know why we're America's team. We only have the name, you know, copyrighted on paper. But, I mean, outside of paper, this team is, you know, not even, I'd say, in the last 20 years, a top 10 team in football. I mean, we really haven't made any noise in the playoffs. As a Cowboys fan, it's getting, you know, really irritating. You're going to have to start paying me to watch some Dallas Cowboys football the way it's looking. I mean, you're paying a guy... Dak Prescott, $40 million. I mean, I understand, you know, he started off $500,000 a year, you know, and whatnot. I mean, you got to earn your money, but, I mean, you're not $40 million earned. I mean, you won, what, two playoff games with arguably one of the most talented rosters in football? I mean, we look at Patrick Mahomes, what he did. He almost took that team to the Super Bowl had it not been for Tom Brady coming his way. Dak Prescott, I mean, even $30 million, you know, like you said, was a, a bit too much. But I'll take it because I know he's going to get that type of money. I mean, the Cowboys, they just they see something in him that I don't see. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let them, you know, enjoy their Dak Prescott. But $40 million, Ezekiel Elliott's gone, and we might possibly lose one more guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Byron Jones. That's how it's looking like. And, I mean, if they end up paying him that money, just get ready for a, a, a smooth rebuild happening in years to come because we're not going to be able to pay everyone. 
Jerry Jones is a businessman first. Does he really want to go over the salary cap and pay guys, you know, extra amount of money if he's not going to be getting results? No, that's just that's what it comes down to. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, we both agree he shouldn't be getting paid that money. 40 yeah. mil is way too much. And, uh, you know, speaking of paying, and then, I mean, this, you know, definitely going to affect our playoff hopes. So Dallas Cowboys heading into next season. I mean, say everything goes the way we predicted to go. We lose Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott gets paid. Does this team make the playoffs? No, I, don't, I really don't think we're making the playoffs. I mean, if you just look at the NFC, especially with, you know, the, the Green Bay Packers retooling, and uh, and other teams, you know, in that nature, we're not we're not making we're not making the playoffs if we're not keeping Zeke. I think Zeke. We both agree Zeke is the most important player to all to our offense. The offense legitly runs around him. We literally have an offense to where we run the ball almost three times out of four four downs. I mean, yeah. just the way that we play, we need Ezekiel. He's a top three running back in the league. We need him to make the playoffs. If we don't have him, we're not doing much. Dak Prescott Dak Prescott's game literally plays off Ezekiel of Elliott. And, you know, if we have Alfred Morris as our, start, as our starting running back, I don't know if he gets us that results. I, I, really, I really do not know. So with that being said, you got teams like the Eagles, you know, uh, that, that, are, that are definitely going to be in the NFC Championship hopes. Other teams that are, that are already, like the Saints are going to be in there. I just don't know if we're going to make the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, we'll be a 9-7 and seven squad. That are, that's a wild card. Um, I don't expect us to probably win the division without Ezekiel Elliott. And that's honestly how it's looking like right now. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, people who don't, you know, watch the Cowboys and really break down the games. I mean, without Ezekiel Elliott, this is a three and out team. They can't really get a rhythm going. I mean, the defense gets worn out. You know, they're off of defense. They're off the field. They're right back on. I mean, the defense gets too much minutes. I mean, we've got one of the most talented defensive rosters in football. I mean, all we need is just, you know, a sharp offensive game. And I mean, this is arguably the best team in football. I mean, if not, we're at least a top three team. And I feel like, you know, losing Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, Jerry Jones said you don't you don't need a running back to win championships. I agree with it to a certain extent. I mean, if your quarterback it depends is on the system. Yeah. Or if your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or, you know, one can argue Eli Manning has never had a running back throughout his career. But I mean, with a Dak Prescott, who's more of a, you know, a pieces type of quarterback. He needs all the pieces, all you know, certain guys playing their role. I just don't see it, especially with a quarterback who has only six games with 300-plus passing yards. I mean, at the quarterback position, I mean, you expect the quarterback to average 300 yards you know, per game. And I just – I mean, you have him going 9-7. I have him going around that mark if we lose Zeke, you know, 8-8, 9-7. With Zeke, I can see us going 11-5 or 12-4. And possibly, you know, having a shot at the Super Bowl. But, I mean, other than that, this team is just giving up. I mean, just giving up on a gold mine right now. I mean, we've got one of the most talented rosters, you know, a team can ask for in terms of football. And we're just, we're throwing it away. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, this team, on paper, like I said, they look like they're one of the best squads in the NFL. Do the results match up to it? Not necessarily. Um and like you said, with Zeke being on that squad, I agree with you. That's 11 to 12 wins. That just shows the impact that he has on that team and, you know, the, how important his role is on, the, on our offense. I mean, literally every single, you know, motion that we want to do, any type of play that we want to do, Zeke is literally revolved around that. Even if, if we want to do a play-action pass, the defense usually jumps for it because we have just ran the ball twice in this, in this uh, you know, our little drive that, we were, that we're going on. So the way that Zeke plays for this team, I mean – 
it's just it's common sense. I feel like as a Cowboys fan, we gotta pay the guy. I understand why you're not paying him the amount of money that he wants to get paid because of the off the field issues. I get that, but if we don't have a viable option at running back, and you know, if you want to argue Alfred Morris, you can. But I'm just I'm just not a I'm just not a fan of having Alfred Morris as our starting running back. I don't think he's a threat that Zeke is. So, with that being said, I just I just don't with with Zeke being out, I just don't see this team doing anything you know anything meaningful. Yeah. And then if that was regular season. And I mean, the special thing about Ezekiel Elliott is like you have these running backs, they average, you know, 100 yards per game, but it's through these, you know, 30 yard outbursts, 20 yard outbursts. But with Ezekiel Elliott, it's like every carry he's giving you five yards a carry. I mean, and that's what you need to, you know, win football games. I mean, he's not like an average running back who's going to have that one outburst per game and he's going to give you two, three yards a carry. Ezekiel Elliott's going to give you a solid run. Every time he gets the football. And, I mean, a running back like that, we haven't seen in a while, maybe since prime Adrian Peterson, which was, you know, five, six years ago. But, I mean, the Cowboys have got to make him the highest-paid running back in football. Or if not, just put it on the hold for one more season and, you know, try and promise him a deal coming up. But the way things are looking right now, I mean, Cowboys don't want to get what they want to pay for. So, I mean, that's going to end up losing Zeke, and it's going to affect us in the long run. Talking about guys not getting what they want, Antonio Brown reportedly has not wanted, does not want to play football at all because of the Raiders not letting him practice with his old helmet that he usually put, you know, practices with. Which got banned. Which is, I mean, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest diva moves I've seen in you know NFL history. But the question is, should the Raiders look to trade him? Well, I mean, now reports from yesterday, Antonio Brown reported the practice, but I think they should definitely, you know, keep it in their pockets. I mean, they should definitely, you know, think about, you know, if he's becoming more of a distraction as the season progresses, definitely I'd ship him out. I mean, after what happened in, you know, Pittsburgh, he basically threw the whole team under the bus, kind of, you know, saying disrespectful things about Big Ben, kind of showing jealousy towards Juju Smith, who outperformed him last season. I mean, the guy's getting $20 million. You, you don't, especially with this Raiders team, I mean, you got John Gruden on a 10-year contract. I mean, you just don't want no disappointment, especially with a team that's rebuilding. I mean, do you want to keep Antonio Brown? Absolutely. I think at his best, he's one of the best wide receivers in football. You know, best feet there is in the game. But I think, you know, there comes a certain line to everything. And I think, you know, he's shown that he's not the best locker room guy to have. But he's definitely a guy that these young guys can learn off of in terms of worth ethic because he's one of the hardest workers in the game. Should they look to trade him? I just I, – I get the concept, but, I mean, I'm, I'm always one to look at what's his trade value? What, what teams would really want someone like Antonio Brown who's basically publicized to the whole NFL, you know, world that – I'm basically a, I'm I'm basically a diva, and if if I'm an NFL team, and maybe if you're on the brink, excuse me, <clears throat> oh I almost sneezed, but I just jinxed myself. But if if I'm if I'm an NFL team and I'm on the brink of you know winning a championship, I could maybe take a take a risk on him, give him a you know give the Raiders what a, like a third rounder, a fourth rounder, because it's looking like his his trade value is not going to be that high, especially if if the Raiders publicize that they want to get rid of him. Trade value automatically goes down. So if I'm if I'm a team that's you know contending for 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 a championship, I might take a risk. Other than that, teams that are rebuilding that need to build a culture in their locker room, Antonio Brown's not that guy. He's yeah. not. And other than that, I mean, 
I, I think it really, we really just got to see throughout the season. Should the Raiders trade him? I don't know. What if the Raiders end up being a pretty good football team? You got to kind of keep someone like yeah. that. What if he produces for you? So looking at it like that, this is it's a question we're going to have to reserve for later to see how the Raiders, you know, pan out during the season. Cause more than likely he's going to be going through some more drama throughout the season. Yeah. And uh, other than that, we don't, we really just don't know. See, I, I have a little bit of a conspiracy with Antonio Brown. I feel like this whole helmet thing was intentional. I feel like, you know, him coming off his, you know, catching frostbite in France or wherever it was doing cryotherapy I think he was a little worried about, you know, how his feet were, were looking. I mean, he was in danger of, you know, losing his feet. I mean, luckily enough, he, you know, the doctors recovered it on time. And I just have a little conspiracy, you know, with, you know, him using that time off to recover and trying to, you know, get himself to 100% and not have, you know, any worries within that Raiders organization. I feel like that could be a big role of why that happened. Because, I mean, with all the players in the league, there was no one to complain about the helmet issue. I mean, come on. How big of a worry is a helmet thing? I mean, if anything, the newer helmet is better than the old, especially with, you know, the safety hazards and things being passed and banned. So I don't know. That's that's just my take on it. It's my little if conspiracy theory. If that's the case, theory. Antonio Brown was thinking like three moves ahead yeah. other than everybody. But he was thinking retirement. Maybe he was thinking he couldn't play football again and he kind of wanted to use the excuse saying, oh, you know, this and that over the helmet issue. But I don't know. That's just my little conspiracy. Who knows? I could be right. Probably wrong. If, if, hey, if you're right, Antonio Brown is is a low-key kind of – he's kind of a smart guy for that. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, hopefully – best of luck, though. You never want to see a guy go out that way. But speaking of smart decisions, I mean, NFL recently signed a deal with Rock Nation, you know, Jay-Z's own company. And for people who don't know about Rock Nation, they're basically an organization that – kind of already have their footprint on a lot of the sports world. You know, Kyrie Irving is signed with Rock Nation. Rock Nation already has part-time ownership with the Brooklyn Nets. So this is definitely a, a, an organization that, that has their hands on, on the sports world. And now they sign an entertainment deal with the NFL. Will this help boost? Future ratings? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it will uh, simply because you got a guy like Jay-Z who, you know, he's one of the biggest guys, not just in music, but in entertainment overall. I mean, he's got a sports agency. He used to be a part-time owner of the New Jersey Nets before he had a sell. And I think, you know, a guy like him, I mean, especially the NFL, you know, going down in terms of ratings the last few years, you know, they've went down from 111 million these past four years all the way down to 98 million views in last year's Super Bowl, which was, you know, you know, the Patriots and Rams, which, I mean, I wasn't myself, you know, it was too hot over that Super Bowl. I really wanted to see the Chiefs and Rams part two. But, I mean, you know, it's the Patriots, it's football. I mean, you get what you get. But, I mean, let's talk about the halftime performances. I mean, that's a big key factor of the Super Bowl. It almost becomes a culture. And you got a guy like Jay-Z who denied a big deal from the NFL, you know, kind of telling them, you know, I don't need you. Y'all need me, which he stated in one of his rap lyrics. And, I mean, at this point, the NFL showing, you know, we need you more than ever. And I think this is going to, you know, definitely boost the ratings. And it's definitely going to boost the image of the NFL. I think this was a tremendous deal for the NFL because, number one, if you just look at the NFL in particular, they're really not – 
attracting the youth as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really the NBA's job. And I mean, if you look at kids nowadays, they'd rather, you know, shoot 30 footers, shoot half court shots and, you know, go on a football field, put on a football helmet and start, you know, playing tackle football. That's just what it is. And, and you're right. I mean, if you just look at the past, you know, halftime performances, and if we're just going to be honest, a majority of people who watch the NFL and watch the NFL, NFL Super Bowl, their, their biggest, you know, their favorite genre of music is most likely rap. It, yeah. it really is. So for them to not have rap artists or hip hop artists and the, you know, performing in the halftime show kind of it, it, it steers people away from watching the show. So if you just look at the past, you know, Super Bowl performances, Maroon 5, um, you know, Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake. And I, 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 I used to be, I, I was, a, I was a fan of Justin Timberlake, but Coldplay. So just, just these guys don't, they don't, Katy Perry, these guys don't, you know, pertain to the youth. They don't pertain to the actual, you know, media and people that are, who are actually like watching the game. Maybe a select few of individuals who actually like that type of music. But other than that, people honestly nowadays want to, you know, they want Drake to perform at the halftime show. They want, you know, and Travis Scott performed, you know, uh, last year. But it others, was just a horrible set. It was kind of forced. And, and you know, if, if, if they want a Drake, they want Future, they want Gunna, they want little, they want guys like that who who can at least, you know. Bring up the 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 youth, the, you know, the viewership and everything. I think this is perfect for Rock Nation. And another thing is, you talked about the ratings going down. If you just look at the biggest scandal in recent NFL history, was the Colin Kaepernick issue, and you know, it had to deal with African American athletes. So getting at you know, getting an African American owned you know organization in Rock Nation with Jay Z leading the way, it can steer the it can steer the right way for the NFL, and I, I like it for the NFL. They definitely need something like this, especially you know with 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 the recent issues that have gone on, you know, politically and, and racially. Other than that, I mean, I, I really do like it for the NFL. Rock Nation, I'm I'm just hoping they let Rock Nation do their thing with this. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't don't put a, a leash on them. Let them do their thing with this, because at the end of the day, they want to you know make the NFL the most money that they can, and they also want to make their own type of money. So. I love this for both sides. Yeah, and I think Roger Goodell did kind of state, you know, he's kind of going to let it be in the hands of Jay-Z and Rock Nation, which, you know, I kind of respect. And it's gotten to a point where Roger Goodell finally realized, you know, like, I can't do everything on my own. I'm definitely going to need some help. I mean, respect for him, you know, reaching out to Jay-Z and kind of, you know, sucking up his pride and saying, you know, I need you more than ever. I mean, which is not what happened, but it's basically the gist of everything. I mean, Jay-Z comes in. You know, a guy who's had a successful career as a, you know, artist, a successful career, you know, with his label, Rock Nation. And I mean, now he's going to have a successful career rejuvenating the NFL, getting these ratings back and getting it back to the old ways where we actually waited for the halftime show rather than, you know, just waiting for the commercials and things like that. I mean, a lot of endorsement money goes into football and the Super Bowl to be, you know, specific and, you know, Bringing those ratings back up and, you know, it, will, it won't, it will you know, just benefit, you know, us as viewers. It, it'll benefit the NFL, NFL in terms of revenue because as ratings go up, I mean, it's going to cost more per commercial. And then these TV subscribers are going to pay you more money. I mean, just everyone's happy at the end of the day. I mean, players are going to be happy. You know, the NFL's starting to transitioning into, you know, a player's league rather than, you know, an owner's league, which is hasn't really gone the right way in the last few years. And I, I like I like where the NFL's headed. I think more things are going to be done rather than the entertainment side. 
And I think Jay-Z is the man that you want coming into town. And that's another thing. Just switching up the halftime performances is going to boost so much more ratings. Because let's just say you're a 13-year-old African-American kid from Atlanta who, you know, usually just watches the NBA. Yeah. You're going to be attracted to watching your favorite artist, Drake, or, you know, Future, whatever the or list. Migos. Or Migos perform in the Atlanta Super Bowl halftime show. Because you're actually going to be looking forward to it. It's a live show. You're... You're virtually in a concert. Yeah. So it gets the ratings up. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, artists. And this is a, this is a sports podcast. But this just shows how important, you know, just a little halftime performance is for getting your ratings up maybe 10 million viewers. And that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, obviously you want the games to be good. Last year's Super Bowl was, you know, I'll, I'll save the words, but it was... It, it wasn't that good, you know. Uh, it was blasphemous. It, it, it was it was pretty bad. But other than that, I mean, just the way that the NFL is heading in this direction right now with the Rock Nation leading the way, I think it can be a, a, a tremendous boost for their ratings, their viewership, and everything else that's going on with it. The NFL's got, they got to fix a lot of mistakes that they've made in the in the last few years. And I mean, I think this is this is one that they can. That yeah, they can help. And, and one thing that really irritated me was you know the Super Bowl back in Atlanta. I mean, out of everyone, you had the Migos, the hottest artists at the moment. I mean, their hometown, Atlanta their natives. hometown, Atlanta, Georgia. It just makes sense. And the NFL never even gave him a shot to go and perform. I think, you know, Jay-Z, you know, he knows that side of the market a little bit better than Roger Goodell and his team knows. So I think, you know, we're going to see the performances that we actually want to see. And you're right. I mean, rather it, than, I mean, these washed up artists, I mean, no disrespect to, you know, Justin Timberlake and, you know, all those people, but. Y'all had y'all's moment, but we want to see the new guy. Yeah, I mean, if, if it was 20 years ago, like Justin yeah. Timberlake would have been a solid option. But like like you said, Roger did, Roger Goodell, get, you know, let's just say hypothetically, Roger Goodell sending an email to Young Thug for, for, for a halftime show. Young Thug's not accepting that. He doesn't want to talk to Roger Goodell. But if yeah. it's Jay-Z talking to Young Thug oh, definitely. as an ambassador for the NFL, you're going to be able to get more guys because it's a culture at the end of the day. It's a culture. Guys want to be you know, endeavored with everything. And so having someone like an Atlanta native, you know, and if we're just going to be honest, Atlanta probably holds holds true to one of the best rappers in the in the game. The Migos, Young Thug, I mean, Future, Gucci the list man. goes, I mean, Gucci, the list goes on. So they have a bunch of guys, you know, natives to that, to that, you know, state. They really messed up. They, they had a clean slate to have a tremendous Super Bowl halftime show, but they did it. And having someone like Jay-Z and Rock Nation, you know, being in control of stuff like that in the entertainment side, it, it's tremendous. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, just like you said, I mean, Jay Z is just going to make everything a lot better. I mean, the communication, things like that are going to go the NFL's way at this point. And I mean, we should look at, you know, NFL should, you know, it, I mean, it's not that hard. Focus on these collaborative artists. I mean, I, I think one of the best halftime performances the NFL could put on would be with Ed Sheeran. I mean, he's shown that he's one of the most gifted live performers in the game who can basically make music with just about anyone. I mean, the NFL needs to, you know, explore, explore the game a little bit more. And I mean, one day, maybe even give me the call and let me take charge because, I mean, I do this. All right. What we're going to do is wrap up this show. How about we do that? It's right. Sports Decaf. And it's, it's your, your boy. boy. We out you.